listeners, welcome to our next Artist Spotlight. You guys have no idea how excited we are to have this guy on the show. We have Javex. Yes, that's right, Javex. We've talked about him numerous times on the podcast. He's coming out with some hard-hitting trap music. But before we get into it, Javex has put together an absolute fire mix for the show. Guys, this is Javex right here on Beyond the Beats on Beyond the Beats Sessions. Check it out. Let 
blowing your mind up and listen to me, Kendrick.
fuck <laughs> you know yeah i was i was just telling before telling geordie before we hopped on this that um i had this over my morning coffee and it was a rude awakening but in all the perfect ways i had just my coffee head banging to this out man this was just an incredible incredible mix i'm so jealous of the people that are going to see him with his gig in print works in london Dude. i mean yeah it's unbelievable he is an absolute mad lad, but you know, let's stop talking about him as if he's not here. We actually have him on the show. We got Javex or Jordy. We're going to refer to him as Jordy. Or Susan. He said Susan, so I might call him Susan. Yeah, I, I might call you like, I don't know, Karen. Let's just call you Karen. Uh, so we got we got Jordy, also known as Javex. He hails from London in the United Kingdom. My man, thank you so much for joining us here on the show how you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing really good, man. Thank you. Thank you both so much for having me uh, on the show today. It's, uh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. Dude, we, we are just beyond stoked to have you on, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I know we've, we've been trying to get this together for quite some time, but, you know, in, in the meantime, we're so lucky that we've had, like, your music to hold us over until we can finally get you onto the show. But, 
You know, you're here, and I feel like our listeners really, really enjoy your music as well. So we're very, very excited to be able to talk to you and just to learn more about you, man, because I have this feeling, I, I just, I get this tingling in my bones, man, that you are going to blow the fuck up in the coming years. And I'm just so stoked Agreed. that we get a chance to talk to you before you are headlining major, major shows. I mean, dude, one of the best things, and, and I know we're going to get into it and we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but I mean... Yo, you're playing at Printworks in London, something that I know we've already mentioned on the show before, but dude, this is such a massive, massive opportunity. Alec and I are truly jealous. I mean, I've never been to Printworks before. Alec, have you? Uh, yeah, a couple times. A while ago, though. Oh, it's been I'm a while. So, I'm so jealous, dude. I'm so <laughs> jealous. But I mean, how are you feeling about that, man? I mean, I feel like this is such a massive opportunity. Um, it's it's literally even right now just trying to think of a response. I'm I'm absolutely speechless. I remember... Yeah, not so long ago, um, I got I got told uh, that that uh, that the show was going to be happening, and yeah, it's, don't get me wrong, I'm absolutely ecstatic for it, but I don't think it actually has quite hit me just yet. Like I'm more kind <laughs> of in preparation mode and trying to get tracks together and flips, and you know, just just trying to put together the, kind of like a the most elaborate show I can for for people that are you know new, new listening to my music and at least see me play out live so yeah i'm this is a huge opportunity and um hopefully some great things will come of it and uh yeah give it my all for sure man and and you know what we're gonna talk a little bit more about this later and we definitely want to hear about what your process is like when you're putting together sets and flips and track arrangements to just deliver an absolute powerful set of just (laughs) non-stop trap heat but Dude, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I mean, let's let's hear the origin story of of Javex or Jordy. Yeah, that's what we're gonna call you throughout the show now. So yeah. let's hear it, man. I first got into DJing when I was twelve years old, um, but I've been actually surrounded in electronic music like ever since I was a kid, man. Like my my parents would always would would always have it on. Um, oh, nice. I'd always be listening to, let's say, house music or. Back in the back in those days, like we're, we're talking early nineties, right? So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of lot of early house, hard house, sometimes a bit of trance here and there, um, like you know, golden era Tiesto. Um, so I've, I've always been surrounded in that, and then you know, just kind of growing up, I've managed to always keep that's always been at my core. Um, as you know, I guess house or idiom or whatever you want to call it these days but i'd kind of refrain from that term from that golden era of of 90s music because in my mind it it is an absolute golden era i could show you guys some amazing tracks where you know you'd probably get an idea of where my roots have really come from um so so yeah i've always been surrounded in it and then i got into djing when i was about 12 years old um my old man he owned a couple of clubs um back back home so i'm actually from new zealand um oh whoa, and, i didn't uh, know that yeah, i was, I was yeah. waiting samir for you to uh <laughs> pick up on that it wasn't a london accent <laughs> oh, dude, I, look, I, I don't want to be offensive but i honestly cannot tell the difference no, at no. all like i'm actually i'm actually going to be in new zealand in december dude so i feel like i'm like wow there's, there's a lot of british people out here dude <laughs> oh man yeah I, now I don't know you how know well that would go down <laughs> oh especially 
especially with the Rugby World Cup coming up, it would, yeah. would be uh, it would be safe. No, that. no, yeah, <laughs> choose, choose wisely. Um, <laughs> but hey, dude, that's actually crazy. You said you're going to be there. I'm, I'm going to be back home in Auckland, um, and and December through the New Year's period in January. What? So dude. yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get a catch up in there. <laughs> Holy shit! No, we are definitely meeting up in Auckland because I'll yeah. be in Auckland for New Year's as well. Oh wow, man. Okay, that that's definitely happening. Definitely happening. Fuck yeah. Wow, I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your story. No, here. So no. You're mentioning not at all. That, um, you know, you're originally from New Zealand. Now, now you're in London. You're mentioning that the golden era of EDM is what really kind of propelled you and gave you so much interest into this scene. Interested to know if you had to pick just one track, and I know that you mentioned some artists like Tiesto, right? But if you had to pick one track where it just defines the golden era of EDM oh. for you. What would it be? Maybe, oh man, this is really difficult to answer because like I was saying before, like my taste varies from like, I'm really into 90s house, like kind of sure. Armin Van Halden days, um, you know, Positiva nice. Records, um, you know, everything that was coming out on that label that then back then, like Daft Punk was kind of just on the come up with the homework album. Um, and then we start going into kind of the progressive house days of like early Dead Mouse, like my, right number, on. my my number one is Dead Mouse for me, just across the whole board. I absolutely nice. love him. I've seen him 10, 10 11 times, and jo- Joel, he's just, he's he's absolutely amazing. Um, and then obviously we kind of come into the days of, you know, where you've got your trapping, your dubstep, and trying to figure out whatever this kind of music is, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can't, I, I, I can't pick one track because it's like i'd have to pick like a track from each generation and and it's just yeah i guess me explaining kind of like those early influences and kind of how i've progressed to now i hope that kind of shape shapes the answer a little bit but we love that man honestly like we love um you know all of our listeners know just from our show that we have very eclectic tastes in music as well i mean mm. you know we're, yeah, we're no, featuring you I've, I've noticed that from from <laughs> yeah. hearing i listen to your guys shows man and it's fantastic because it's, it's nice it. to oh, not just uh, no dude honestly i i can't thank you guys both enough for all the support that you guys have given me from i remember when i got that instagram notification like <laughs> m- months ago and it was from it was from you guys and you're like oh you're on um, our artist um, artist to watch and I was like oh yeah cool okay we'll we'll see what happens there <laughs> and I listened to the podcast I was like oh my god this is crazy like these guys in <laughs> in the states are like you know they're listening to my stuff I'm like what what the fuck man this is this is nuts so you know just every- give it to Alec he, he's the one who who, um, who found you for episode thirteen dude as an artist yeah. that we're watching that that's how this whole thing started yeah, yeah. we we'll take it um, oh, I man. saw that through uh, fucks with it the um, uh, oh yeah, yeah. That had done that. That's how I came across you. Uh, came across you. So, dude, I gotta say a quick shout out to Fucks with it, man, because they they are a fantastic team and they are beyond supportive of not just myself, but you know, up and coming emerging talent, uh, especially from the underground that's not really heard. So, I really think that they're doing amazing things in the scene at the moment. So, totally mass, massive shout out and love to Fucks with it. How how totally did they come? Totally. A, how did they come across you? Actually, that's probably a pretty interesting story. Yeah, it is. Um, so, do you know Acrylics? Have you heard of them? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have, yeah. w- one one half of them, um, Andrew, uh, he was in a similar label or like collective called Iwi. Iwi Collective is um, a base label started up in New Zealand. Um, him and I made friends and um, Colin, who's the owner of Fucks With It, um, Android basically said to me, Hey man, I've got this mate of mine, um, you know, that's looking to push new music. And I sent him a couple of things and he really liked take it, um, 
And he's like, yeah, let's do a premiere together. I'm like, fantastic. So it was, it was a really nice organic relationship or, you know, just to, just to meet someone else that's, you know, just as passionate about what we're doing here. And um, I think the, the biggest thing I was more stoked of is that these, these guys actually enjoyed my music. Like to have a label or a, or a blog of that caliber, mm-hmm. um, you know, supporting all the heavy hitters at the moment to have them say, you know what, your, your, your stuff's good enough. It's like, wow, sick. Okay, cool. We might be onto something here. So, yeah. So that's how I met them. I, I think I think you're onto something, man. I mean, we would certainly agree that the caliber of your music is probably beyond your years in in the scene so far, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just no. Seriously, like I was I was just thinking about that when I was listening to the mix. I was like, this sounds like a proper mature artist. You know, it doesn't sound like someone who's just getting going and just building up. Like you've definitely got a lot yeah. of talent, man. It's I it's pretty really crazy. appreciate. I really appreciate you saying that, man. I, it's it, it's awesome to hear that. And I mean, I guess to kind of give some perspective on not only like the the Javix project, but I've been a I've been like I said, I've been DJing since I was twelve years old, kind of on and off. I started mixing hard house, and you know somehow I've managed to find my way over to the trap side <laughs> um, eventually. <laughs> but I've I've been producing for you know just just about a near amount of time. Like I started producing when I was. 17 and back then wow. it was so i'm 28 29 in november now so it's it's mm. it's it's been quite a long time and um this was back in new zealand i'd i'd be producing kind of like hard electro house like back then i was really inspired by bloody beetroots um oh, nice. they yeah. they they were like my heroes man because they they just came out and they just made absolute raw electro and it was just absolutely banging and like you know the um crookers back back then when they were you know the, mm-hmm. they were together in the duo like those two they were just absolutely killing it um so i started producing like hard hard electro then moved over kind of like to progressive side and just kind of experiment with everything like when i first started producing i was doing it really seriously for the first four or five years and then I kind of hit that lull where I'm in New Zealand. It's kind of hard to break out where like the, the, even the term like EDM hadn't even been coined back then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this, this is kind of like pre, you know, Animals Martin Garrix days. <laughs> um, oh, so I feel old saying that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it just being in New Zealand, I felt that kind of... Um, kind of was a little bit of a block because we are back home you know we are kind of just a little bit sheltered away from things i mean obviously mm-hmm. quicks he he has he has really carved a, a, a massive path for him um and i think the way he's done it which is really great is let his music speak for himself and mm-hmm. you know he, he obviously got found by Demac, and you know now now he's doing his thing which is absolutely amazing so i kind of t- more wanted to take the proactive approach of like okay let's go and put myself in a place where you know music is absolutely happening and london is <laughs> definitely yeah. one of those cities in the world to to, to to try and get involved with not so much in the bass music side like obviously drum and bass right. here is is huge but um like trap and dubstep and all that kind of thing um well dubstep what we call dubstep now yeah um mm-hmm. you know not not i'm um, not so much the uh the golden era type dubstep you know the slowest grimy sort of side of things it's starting to catch on here now and they're starting to get more demand for it like we're starting to see more heavy hitter um artists coming through which are, which is quite cool um so yeah what, maybe- why do you think that has finally started happening you know, because um, I, I just remember from my time too. Yeah, like you know, I'm, I'm talking when we talk about dubstep. You know, people are thinking like deep medi, you know, that mm. type of 
that type of dubstep, like old scream, Benja, you know, Benja, yeah, sorry. scream, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what what do you think is why is there a transition to maybe more of the quote unquote modern dubstep and trap? Um, I think it's just got to be down to popularity and and crowd interest. You know, like mm-hmm. the I think the fact of seeing these larger artists coming through and promoters here are starting to see somewhat a bit of demand for it i mean it hasn't it hasn't caught on so much here where it's like la whereas i'm sure that there are many clubs over there that you could go to on a friday and saturday night and you could get your fix of trap and dubstep there's not that here there's not like a regular place where you know you can go and get that fix of music it's all predominantly house or drum and bass or you know driving techno or that kind of thing um so yeah i think just over the over the time that i've been here i've been here for the last four years um, and absolutely loved it. I, I don't want to go. <laughs> not, any, not anytime soon. And it's just been really refreshing to see, you know, okay, we have Dylan Francis like three years ago or something like that, headlining Ministry of Sound. It's like, what the hell? Now he's coming with, through right. with A-Track and now Valentino Khan is coming here. And now fast forward to now where we've got the Printwork show and there's like pretty much every heavy hitter and bass music and it's a day festival at london's biggest club here it's you see what i mean about the progression it's just it's just yeah. absolutely insane so well you're a part I of think, it man you're a part yeah, of it, uh, it's, yeah I'm, I'm absolutely humbled and, and grateful to be a part of that and i think also just for this project as well like for any producer i guess just trying to do their own thing is about timing um you know and, and i think that if i would because i have considered moving to la because mm. predom- mm. pre- predominantly like all of my listeners on SoundCloud, like, you know, you can see the stats of, you know, what, what country is number one and undoubtedly it's the US. So you, mm-hmm. you can't, I can't help but have that thought at times to just be like, you know, it kind of makes the most sense to be where your audience is. But on the flip side of that, with seeing how great the come up on bass music is over here, I don't think I'd really want to throw myself under the bus <laughs> in, in, mm-hmm. in that respect and just kind of try and like, okay maybe try and solidify myself here in the in the scene a little bit more and um try and try and get established with some more bass labels here um and and just see where it goes i mean totally like i think that's i think that's a smart move man because you, you have a chance now to be a part of like you know an uprising in a different style of of, of music in the, in the uk and that's that's a pretty yeah. cool thing to do because in la it's very yeah, oh, I mean, that's, every, that's every man and his dog is doing it, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, like everybody is doing it, and it's it's great. Like I think it's maybe in terms of probably your career progression, I could see you getting well established in London and the UK, and then maybe eventually, you know, later on down the line, coming over to LA. But you know, yeah. you have you have a chance that I I don't blame you, man. I wouldn't. Um, I, I would I, I would do the same thing if I were in your shoes too. You've got a great opportunity here to re- showcase, you know, bass music to probably yeah. an audience that is not um as accustomed to it in a, in a modern sense right but as De- you said in definitely. la it's it's everywhere you know and i'm in san francisco <laughs> and and even here like there's a club it's called dna lounge and everyone knows that that's kind of where bass music is and that's in san francisco where techno and house music is probably by far the most popular oh definitely um, especially for san francisco man that that's, exactly. that's all going on over there <laughs> it is it's pretty crazy this house it's funny i'm actually seeing uh i'm seeing jacks jones next weekend he's playing at um a small little club after he's touring with zed i can't believe he's on tour with zed now but you know th- there's so much quality house talent i think that too. what are your guys thoughts on going and seeing you know artists and the kind of small intimate clubs versus you know like a big festival kind of show 
Like I, I always prefer seeing someone that that's major and a smaller, yes. intimate space because mm-hmm. you know the vibe is going to yeah. be so much higher, and you can just you can just feel even more energy from the artist because you're kind of closer to them. Whereas like it's festivals that you just you do just have that kind of segregation just a little bit more. And you can tell you know that's the 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 show is much more in your face at a festival as it should be. But you know I I think. From my early days, I, I when I was coming up back home in, in New Zealand, I had residencies back home and at, at a few clubs back there, and just I love that full essence of a dark underground club, and you know all the only light you have going on is a strobe to blind you, <laughs> <laughs> right? right. And that, those those are the most fun nights. But don't get me wrong, I love festivals. But you know, just I can just imagine that 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 event where you're going to go see Jax Jones at man. That I think that'll be absolutely awesome. That'll be your vibe. Oh, totally. I, it definitely. I think for the club versus festival thing, for me personally, it's all about like the vibe that I'm trying to go for. You know what I mean? Like if I'm really just trying to get deep and dark into the music, then absolutely agree with you that the club is definitely the best place to do that. But also on the flip side, if I'm really interested to have the experience of being in a sort of different world, if that makes sense, you know, like yeah. from these massive festivals like a Tomorrowland or an EDC Vegas, for instance, then, then I definitely would prefer like the festival vibe for that because, you know, when you go to a festival, you are seriously transported into a different world. As you know, I mean, you were just at Tomorrowland, so I'm sure you could totally <laughs> echo that that sentiment, man. But uh, yeah, uh, for me, it's home. all about yeah. Oh, dude, that's that's awesome. How many times have you been? Uh four years in a row. The last the God last damn, four years dude. in a row. Wow. So we nice. don't don't forget we're going next year as well. So hopefully I'll see you guys nice. there. <laughs> Hell yeah! Sure, hopefully dude. I get to for play sure. one day, man. That would be absolutely insane. But I mean, it's like I was saying to you before, like the whole like bass music on this side of the world hasn't quite you know it's it's not as big as what it is over in the states. I mean, granted, like let's take tomorrow and for example, they'll have on weekend one um, one stage dedicated to it and that's it yeah and you'll maybe see some heavy hitters on the main stage but it's just like the main stage for bass like our, our this music it's just it doesn't fly at a place like tomorrowland man because generally like tomorrowland is all about the big progressive anthems you know um yeah. you know yeah. the big feel good yeah. kind of thing like it's it's just it's i think it's just and that really we're going through a big transition, I think, across the whole bass music scene and seeing where, where it kind of sits everywhere because everyone knows it's there and it's in your face. <laughs> it's just kind of like we're all just trying to figure out, all right, where are we going to put you? <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny that you bring that up, man, because I was actually at Creamfields last year, right? Oh, it was yeah, my wow. first time kind of at, at Creamfields and I had a really, really great time. And on one mm. of the days, Mad Decent was hosting a stage and, you know, it was one of the smaller stages, but like, uh, you know, Dylan Francis was there, Diplo was there as well. Yeah. And I look and I look look around and just so you know i'm not the kind of person to go like really deep into a crowd but Mm -hmm. you know when during even those massive big name sets like dylan francis or diplo i was able to make myself up there like pretty pretty easily like the crowd was not that packed i was quite shocked actually that you know two years ago or or a year ago when i was there at creamfield it's like that harder trappier uh bass music had had not taken a hold yet but it's Mm. cool to see that on your end you're starting to see that really take roots man and that's obviously evident by the by the fact that you're doing a gig at printworks (laughs) yeah yeah definitely so you know man you you mentioned that some of your you know earlier 
influences were like the Bloody Beat Roots and Crookers, and you know, also uh, we're talking about Dead Mouse, obviously. A lot of four to the floor sounds here, man, like a yeah. steady 124 to 128 BPM. But how did you like, how did you transition from like making that sort of four to the floor music to just making some gnarly trap sounds? Like, <laughs> how did you, how did you identify that sound? Uh, that this is what you wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said this term quite a few times, but like the golden era of trap is, you know, that 2013 that 2011 kind of time where Mr. Carmack and mm-hmm. Flume had come out like nice. for, Mr. Carmack is undoubtedly the the like his Dimes EP oh man I just I, I just never felt anything I never heard anything like it he never made me feel anything like this and when I started to make it um like as a producer um it has been the most kind of natural um natural progression or this kind of natural feeling come out of side me it, it's felt most natural to produce really more than anything um and not to say that kind of you know four to the floor music isn't it's just there it, it just it just gets a feeling out of me like when i started hearing these sounds like i've got to try and do something with this and just evolve it as much as i can and, and here we are so yeah like hearing hearing like pay for what from mr carmack and <laughs> oh yeah um, and Great like like flume like you know holding on and you know his remix of you and me and all all, all these kind of things like they're, 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 there's like a specific list of tracks that are just like yeah these are these are what made me switch so but even kind of now like and i i guess we'll talk into it later it's kind of like from where i've started especially with this this kind of bass music trap journey like i've been through so many different aliases it's not even funny and some of them are actually still active on soundcloud <laughs> so Whoa, you, oh really? you can, you gotta... yeah you can try and do your digging and see if they're still see if they're still around i'm not going to give you no hints because <laughs> oh, it's, right. it's just i so you know what sometimes i go back and listen to it and i'm just like sure. what the fuck were you doing man but it's just <laughs> it's, i i can you can appreciate it it's like oh you know that was that time and that was fun then and then it's kind of the same thing happens now man like i started i'll tell you one of the aliases because this is actually what um javix became into was a rebrand of that so i used to be called civilian um and when i first moved over here um i got signed to trap style um and i had a couple of releases uh with them i think the last one was get back or something like that i think it might even still be on their soundcloud um but their management said to me um listen um your name it needs to change because it's just not you un- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not unique <laughs> enough and you basically got a rebrand man um so yeah i guess now we can kind of get into the origins of javix i guess so you know, I've been yeah. doing I've been doing this kind of that that sound of civilian, which is like kind of this really deep, chill, you know, trappy kind of stuff. But it was more melodic, and it more took you took you somewhere else in like a chill space. Um, but then, you know, as I was getting onto kind of trap style, I was making much more energetic, uh, you know, kind of kind of music. <laughs> so, um, so then coming up with like the name Javix, like as you guys know. My name is Jordan or Jordy, and you've you've seen my last name, which we're not going to release. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's um it's actually that Javix is actually um, a play on letters of my whole name. Um, Got it. So yeah, oh. and that and that's then that's how we came back, <laughs> came together with that. And so yeah, once I rebranded to that, um, I just 
again, just kept experimenting. Just, just, I'm a big believer in, you know, you put in the time, you put in the hard work and you'll finally get something out of it. You'll start to understand what you're doing. You'll understand where you're actually trying to go. Like it's one thing to have the idea in your mind, but the, the, the next is actually trying to get that down on paper. And then once you've got it on paper, it's like making it cohesive and people can actually understand what it, what it is you're trying to do. And mm-hmm. hopefully you get that emotional connection, you know, where I'm always striving to get that goosebumps feeling and, and music. And when you have that feeling that, that just does not lie. So, you know, totally. that's, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the essence of, of, of the project, I guess. So when, when you were doing this, was it a difficult transition, a difficult rebrand? Like did you, or did this something that came a little bit more naturally to you this time? Re- rebranding um the honestly the hardest thing to come up with was the name because uh, mm-hmm. i had so, so many iterations and i just wanted to try and come up with something that was unique enough true to me and you know that that was kind of easily pronounceable in some ways but i've just actually right. gotten to the point where you know because the amount of people i'm have said to me oh, how the hell do you say your name <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> you 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 say it however you say it man it does not bother me at all like if it's a jvax or javax whatever you yeah it's it's absolutely fine um but in terms of like actually rebranding like from a visual standpoint um my day-to-day job, I'm like a, I, I do web design and development, so oh, nice. I'm well versed with it. Like that, that's that's my base career. I've I've been doing that since I was 18. So oh, wow. I've I've been doing this, the music and that at the same time. So, you know, I understand a bit about graphic design, um, what's involved with that, and I'd always had this kind of vision with um, with Javix that I wanted I wanted it to be kind of handwritten in a way and be quite edgy. And because I knew the music was going to be somewhat like that, um, especially right. like high high energy and very edgy, the the branding also had to kind of reflect that at the same time. So, you know, that's where I started coming up with the brush strokes, and then the then the X came out from obviously just right on just the Javix and trying to keep those two you know cohesive logos together like as as brand identities. Um, yeah, that 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 was pretty much uh, the key to that. Dude, holy shit! You, you're a busy dude. Like <laughs> I am, like, man. You're balancing, my god, man! Like you're balancing like a full time job, and then obviously you're producing music. You're playing massive gigs. Like how do you how, how do you balance all of these obligations in your life? Like how do you make time to do everything that that it falls under Jordy and falls under Javex as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't at times, if I'm really honest with you, but, um, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very lucky to have very understanding people in my life, like my girlfriend, my, my family, my friends. Um, you know, when, like, what my kind of day to day and a, and a Monday to Friday would look like is going to, getting up in the morning, going to work, I'll take my laptop and I'll be producing during lunch. And then after work, I'll be coming straight home and I'll either be mixing, I'll be, I'll be producing, I'll be looking at interviews, just trying to absorb as much information as possible. Like there's not really kind mm-hmm. of one moment in my free time that I'm kind of not doing something that's music related. But I'm also kind of, you know, I'm very mindful of like, you know, obviously, obviously the, the the people in my life that have that do support me, and you know, it's it's imp- it's important to be a good friend, <laughs> um, and and brother and 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 boyfriend and all that kind of thing as well. So you know, it's it's I feel like I've got a good balance sort of at the moment, um, you know. So that's why I say like kind of like my Monday Monday to Friday, that's like my routine, that's my grind, and then when I come to the weekend, if I need to get something um, done. 
um, then obviously I just put in the time. But I generally try and keep those free for, you know, even just time for myself or, you know, hanging out with friends and, and doing whatever. So, yeah, it, it is oh, it, it is tough. It, it is definitely tough. Um, but, you know, th- these, these, these are the things you've got to do for, you know, the things that you want. Switching gears a little bit, and I feel like we kind of already touched upon this with how the – the trap scene and the bass scene is kind of evolving over there in in Europe. But what are there any other trends in the EDM scene that you're seeing that you're excited about? And you know, let's also pose the question on the flip side as well. Is there anything mm-hmm. about the scene that worries you? Yeah, there's a I've, there's a couple of things I'm definitely noticing at the moment. I'm seeing uh, more popularity of drum and bass moving over to the states. Nice, um, yes. which is 100%. actually I'm really I'm really happy about that. Um, but I'm also fearful of that because we've all kind of seen what happened to dance music when it finally got to America and it just got completely 100% saturated and just it just got taken the piss Hot off, man. Take. Like, As with everything I've, that goes over to America. Literally, literally, literally. So, you know, sorry to get that dig in there, but I'm, I call a spade a spade, man. It's, it's just what it is. So, but hey... Right. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't give it too much shade, man. Because you know we've we've got these amazing festivals when, and and all this amazing new music coming out as well, and and all that matters is bringing people together and sharing a common passion. I can't, I can't True. shade it for that. So yeah, it's great to see drum and bass getting kind of on that level a little bit. I guess maybe more so kind of like my music. I'm definitely noticing the the the, the barriers are being broken down a lot more. Um, like mm. it, pe- people are not afraid to experiment, especially in trap and especially in kind of, you know, there's like that sub, uh, that label Jadu Dala and, um, like Future Collector. They go really, really, um, experimental trap and, and they're just not afraid to do it, which is absolutely awesome. Um, I share a little bit of that with my music, but for me, it's really important to keep that cohesiveness together. You know, if you're going to go experimental, it's got to be relatable to people. You've got to be able to dance to it. You've got to be able to get behind it in some ways and get that emotional connection. We'll see what happens, especially with drum and bass taking off over there. Be keen to see what some artists do, especially if they're going to change lanes over to it or, you know, become more versatile. I, I, I think that's one thing we're seeing now more these days is DJs and producers are becoming so much more versatile. Like Nitty Gritty is a, is a great example of it, man. Like, yes. oh yeah, dude. He he is just he's just an absolute weapon. And what I appreciate about him, and I appreciate this about any DJ, any producer trying to go over to a different lane. That's always hard, but it's different when <laughs> when you go over to a different lane and you nail it and you consistently nail it across multiple genres. Man, you're just you're just a king. <laughs> So <laughs> for sure it's the yeah that, that's that's absolutely yeah so i mean i've i've experimented on my own stuff as well i've got some drum and bass stuff coming i've got some bass house Ooh, stuff coming yeah lovely. yeah nice <laughs> yeah um and it's obviously you know the, the the trap and dubstep stuff i don't i don't know how you'd call my music what whatever you'd want to what, label it i guess it's more of a hybrid in some ways but um yeah yeah i i think that's kind of refreshing is i don't really hear many other people kind of making a similar sound to me which is great <laughs> which is really good oh hell yeah no totally you do have that you do have quite a uh, unique 
sound in that sense so you could you know i could definitely hear a, a track just someone could be randomly playing i could know that's a javex track just from you know, you've got that experimental stuff in it and you know and that's part of the reason why you know we love you so much and your music so much is because it's it's creative it's interesting it's got layers to it you know and uh even though it goes hard that it does build some type of connection to the music so we really really enjoy that and something that i'd be particularly interested in hearing is when you when did you know that you had like a signature sound, right? Like, was there a specific time where you were like, wow, okay, I've actually got something unique here? Or is it something that's just kind of like, you know, just been a series of different moments? Yeah, it's it's interesting you, you ask that. Like, there's never been a moment when I've been making, like, let's say I've, I've made X amount of tracks or, or even like after the last release I've had, like with the quick guiding light flip. Mm-hmm. There's never There's never been a time where I've gone like, oh, this 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 sounds this is like a unique thing i think what i've more developed is like just little habits and like my track structure or like detailing just just a way i kind of arrange and i guess add variation to my music like that the two biggest things i go into with this project is or especially making any any kind of flip or original whatever is is energy and variation so mm. as long as you're kind of feeling that and you can identify that, that's great. But it's also it's also that you bring this up because over over the especially the last year, because you know I've been really pushing uh, my, my music. When I show it to my friends, especially more so now, they they're saying to me, you know what, this sounds like a Javix track. I'm like, well, yeah, but what does what does that mean? <laughs> there's, not, <laughs> there's, there's no right. there's no one. I don't just stick to one bass or like one sound. Like I do all my own sound design and serum or wow. you know w- whatever else has you. But like I will, th- there's not just one thing you can ident with. Do you get what I mean? Like whereas let's mm-hmm. say um, with Dead Mouse. He has just kind of that classic, you know, progressive pluck synth arrangement of it, and the progression of it is like, yeah, cool. You you can you can tell this is a dead mouse sound. Just just hearing feedback from people is just like, okay, I, I I'm probably not changed what I'm doing at the moment, and I'm actually I'm I'm feeling really good at the moment, especially with 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 producing. Like the confidence has gone up a lot, which is something I really struggled with with a, for a long time. Like it's it still it still wigs me out a little bit when I show people my music, and they're like, wow, this is sick. I'm like, dude, you're tone deaf. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, don't, don't say that. It's still, it's still, yeah. I think, I think that's just a, a thing that I'm still yet kind of to get used to. Is that pe- and and yeah. and even when even even just from you guys saying, you know, when I'll show you guys music, you guys absolutely love it. I'm just like, wow, this is crazy, man. So, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's a work in progress. But you know, like it, like every journey, you know, we've we've all got things to to keep working on. Yeah, right, exactly, man. man. And- Sorry, so we're going. <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to say, dude, I mean, you know, you're mentioning the journey. It's all work in progress, but I mean, mm. your journey has been pretty fucking amazing so far. And like, what would you consider some of those significant milestones in your journey to be? Um, that's one of them. Definitely. Definitely. Like this is, this is my first, you know, interview and guest mix with, um, nice. you know, a reputable oh, blog and, and, and podcast. So this is, this is definitely up there for me, man. So I, thank again, I, I, I can't thank you guys enough for, for the opportunity um mama we the, made it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um i think the next one would have to be the the recognition from quicks on on his flip like yes. for me to i guess for me to choose a track and then want to flip it 
the intention is to try and get some sort of recognition from that artist and to kind right. of to have that from him like he he's heard the track he's seen it he's reposted it it's like fuck this is this this is awesome um Dude, nice so that, that 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 was really huge my um one of my friends actually messaged me the night on um when i when i dropped the track and it was on instagram and she messaged me she said oh my god Crooks has just commented on your instagram I'm like no nah, you were having me on and i looked at it and i dro- <laughs> i dropped my phone it was i just running around the house screaming like what is going on um so yeah so that was really awesome um and then yeah obviously the print work's good coming up i know we've spoken about it so much but to to have that under the belt that that that's that's going to be really fantastic so um yeah man the, these uh these are the real main main major milestones that we're up to at the moment so hopefully we got some more coming soon (laughs) oh you definitely do definitely do man dude you mentioned the printworks gig i know we talked about a little bit at the top of this episode and i feel like we just need to give some clarification to our listeners here listeners for those of you guys who don't know printworks is like it's like the one of the best clubs in london i mean it is an absolute absolute opportunity to just be playing there for really any artist to be out there and it's hosted some of the biggest names in the edm scene so just want to kind of provide that context to our listeners and now javex uh jordy we're gonna flip it over to you man and just want to understand now like this is a massive opportunity so what what steps are you taking now to prepare your set and to prepare yourself for such a massive gig um just making sure that i've i've got new music ready um new new flips as well new live edits as well like you know going going through and i sift through the sound card uh, underground seed quite rigorously especially on my day to day especially when i'm at work as well you know i need music to listen to um so you know just just making sure that there's this careful niche selection going on there that's also like if especially if i'm choosing someone else's uh track that it's you know that it gels with me and i feel like it's in in line with you know how i feel about music or what i would want to hear if i was to go out and play because essentially Mm -hmm. that's kind of what really djs are they're really just playing you what they want to hear or if they were to go and see a set this is what they'd want to listen to um so just making sure that's like you know it's a it's a cohesive set and i guess it's kind of you know you get a taste of that in the mix today as well um for you guys like you know we kind of start off uh, pretty pretty energetic but then you know bring it down and just kind of you know have a take a moment to breathe but in a good way and then bang we get straight back into it again so um yeah just making sure that i've i've got my own original stuff here and try and throw in those curveballs that make people go yo what was that try and bring out shazam and <laughs> that was, there was yeah, there's was no me. there's just id id <laughs> <laughs> i love it that was me that was me when i was listening to this i was like oh my lord what is this <laughs> totally totally with that man and, and that's one of the things I, I love about you know when i was listening to the mix i've really noticed that you are very very good at I don't want to say manipulating, but you, manipulating <laughs> energy, if you know what I mean. Like you understand how to bring it up and then back down and, uh, you know, more mm. of, a, of a lull period where people could breathe, as you said, and get back right into it is, you know, and, and I guess that is probably derived from all your years of, of DJing. And so yeah. really yeah, something that we've been interested in and we've asked a lot of people on, on the show and just talked is do you prefer DJing over producing or can you not even make that distinction um they are they are both like my two secret mistresses I love them just <laughs> as much <laughs> um I mean DJing for me I mean it, it's it's always gonna have like 
and uh, a kind of like a really top spot for me because this is what really got me into this world um you know it's li- listening to electronic music is one thing but then learning how to take two tracks together and make them sound one and you know kind of have the listen not know really kind of what is going on and and to make it feel like it's just it's just one can like seamless mix that's that's generally what i try and strive for and and that on, on its own is a complete art and i think especially with bass music especially with trap and and dubstep like you hear a lot of these sets these days where there's a style of mixing with us where it's like bang 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 it's just track after track after track it's drop after drop after drop and there's like somewhere there's a breakdown but then we're gonna go bang 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 again so like with this mine is kind of like I'm trying to take my learnings from, let's say, mixing house music, mix, mixing progressive, um, all this kind of thing. Whereas, or even, even especially techno, man, I love techno, like that really dark kind of, you know, Adam Bayer sound, like Carl nice. Cox, like all those guys are absolute legends. The goal, the goal with mixing with them is how long can you have two or three tracks going at the same time? They don't go right. out of beat and you're using the kick from one track, the hats, the groove from another, and it's just seamless and it's just one. I guess that's the DJing side and the production side. I mean, the, this is half the reason why I got into production is like I'd hear music out at a club and I'd just be going, you know what? This would be so much better if it had like a, <laughs> a, a harder kick or, you know, a snare that was just like two octaves up or, uh, two, or two semitones <laughs> up, I should say. And then like more, more hats or more rhythm or more groove. And just, again, like, like I'm saying, it's just more energy. And this is, I guess, what, what, what I put into, what I put into my music. So. I'm like yeah. imagining you at a club, like kind of standing in the back with a notepad, just be like, oh, I would have done this. Uh, oh my God, dude. And your girlfriend's like, Jordy, can we please go to the dance floor? Like, what are you dude, doing? that is the complete polar opposite. If you were to come with me at a club, I know if any of my friends are listening to this right now, they're like got their hands in their faces, man. I'm the lunatic <laughs> at a club. I'm at the front on the rails. <laughs> Yeah, starting dude. starting the mosh pits mate like it's i have a couple of buddies that when we go out to like these trap gigs like yeah we're starting a few moshes tonight and you just get in the middle you crouch and you pull your hands out and you just start walking back and bam you're into it i have some crazy mosh well, I, stories <laughs> i need to see this shit in auckland dude, oh you're gonna remember you're gonna oh yeah you have to watch out man <laughs> Watch out for throwing elbows. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Shout out Excision. Right <laughs> yeah, dude. You seem super, super passionate about DJing, and I know you've just mentioned a ton of artists that, that you're just buzzing over and that you love. So let me ask you, if you, if you had to pick any DJ, past or present, to go back-to-back with, who would oh, it be man. and why? Man, um, I think as Javix, I would probably go down the route of maybe Slander. Um, I feel like they, they, they really encompass maybe even the whole great good vibrations crew, like even, even nightmare as well. Like they, they encompass kind of, you know, the same thing of what I'm talking about in, in terms of mixing live. Like I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for, you need to play, if you're going to have a back to back there, both DJs need to compliment each other. It's not about trying to out banger each other. Um, because at the end of the day, you're, you're, I see this so often, man. And even, even in the big names as well, like you can just see they're just trying to outbanger each other and just, you know, that, that's not, there's one thing to give that to the crowd, but people just get exhausted from that, man. And yep, it's, right. it's so easy to lose attention from that because if you're tired, you're like, all right, now I need to go off and get a drink of water or, or whatever yeah. it is you need. So, you know, to, to encompass that, I feel like, you know, 
slander and nightmare like definitely kind of go into that mix as well um i'd also love to do a back-to-back with joyride i think that would be crazy 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 fun like where he's got he i I love how he incorporates a bit of trap into his breakdowns of his music so i think if we're going you know kind of back-to-back i can you know go on the trap trap side and he can just go hard bass house i think that would be chaos But um, dude, nice. Yeah, that, that, would that, be, God, that those... would be that'd be amazing. Joyride, you better listen to this, man. Come on, dude. I actually, game. I have a story for you about Joyride, man. I met Johnny right. um, in 2017. Um, he he played his first London show here because there was a. This is when he was. Um, I guess he was signed to Alsa at some point. Um, they yep. were doing a um a European uh, showcase and Habstract was there. They had Gentlemen's Club and Joyride um at wow. um at E1 Mangles out out east in London. And picture this club. It's like this dark, literally definition of a dark, dingy underground club. No air conditioning. There are literally <laughs> just strobes and there's not even the bar is lit up. Man, you can't even see the menu of like what's a, what's the order. It's like <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll, I'll have that. <laughs> Whatever you're pouring. Um, yeah. And uh, so obviously Joyride, you know, him, he exploded onto the scene something chronic, man. And mm-hmm. when I discovered his music, I just fell in love instantly. So when he was playing here, yep, sure enough, got there. I have this crazy Snapchat story, which I'll, I'll actually going to have to send you guys because this, this en- yep, encompasses the whole event. I lost my phone because I was in the mosh pit. I was recording and one guy knocked it out of my hand. And it went under the stage, so I stayed at the front at the end. Okay. The guy, the 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 sound guys up the front, they went under the stage. They got my phone. Thank you so much. I bolted outside, and I just saw Adam, Abstract, and Johnny like getting into like this white van. And I was just screaming. I was like, "Joyride, joyride!" Like, and he looked over, and there's a whole bunch of us up on this fence, and I got two photos with him. Um, Dude, one, nice. one, one was behind the fence and then he decided, he was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to come out and started talking to all of us and me being the dickhead I was, I, was, I pulled out my SoundCloud, I'm like, hey bro, <laughs> 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 Yo, man, what, do you, what do you think, dude? He's like, I was, and he's like, yeah, this is, this is cool, man. Just, just, he, he, he gave me the best advice. I was like, look, if you had any advice, I asked him, if you had any advice for someone that's trying to, you know, just, just, just get out there and do it. Like, do I need to get management? Do I need to get going this, this and that? The other, he said, dude, don't take shortcuts. You don't need management or anything like that. The right people will come to you. The biggest thing is just to keep going and don't give up. And after that, I was just like, I, you're, you're made, man. And I asked him for a quick selfie, got the selfie, and off he, off he is on his way. So I hope one day I get to meet him again and tell him this wow. uh, this inspirational wow. story, I guess, from my side. But yeah, it was, it was a total chance, man. It's the stories and the moments like that in, in an artist's career that mm. really I think helped propel them forward and it clearly seems to have been that way with you because that was such amazing advice and it was also humble advice right like it, yeah, wasn't, it was yeah it was real it was real advice as well I mean I'm I'm always forever kind of trawling on like YouTube and Twitter and just trying to find like these little golden nuggets that sometimes artists put up of like the the here's the things that you should be doing and you can tell when it's real advice and whether it's just kind of like uh, here's just something to kind of get you off my back and answer the question you know what right. i mean um mm-hmm. which i don't really understand that i mean if someone was to ask me like you know here's some what would how would you go about doing this i'm like here's how i'd go about it just be real i mean we're all in this together we've all got the same passion we're trying to get somewhere you know i I don't don't, i'm not a big believer in kind of you know fakeness lasts very thin with me (laughs) for Um, sure so yeah man 
yeah, that, 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 that was a very special moment, definitely, to, to meet Johnny like that, especially back then, man. It was yeah. him, him like right at the top of his game or even, even just before he's gotten to the stage he is now. So meeting someone like that on the rise and to have him say that and just to take time out, just to take a quick picture um, and give me that advice is, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really special. Well, my man, I've got to say, I mean, hate to break it to you, but you're in a position where you can do that for people now. So right here on air, if you had to give <laughs> advice to somebody, I mean, seriously, man, you're at that, you're at that yeah. caliber and that level, like you can provide that to somebody else. So if I'm sure, you know, I know for a fact that we've got, you know, young producers, up and coming guys looking to, and gals too, looking to, you know, find some inspiration. So if you had like an inspirational tidbit that you could give to them, what would that be? The biggest thing I'd say is just be yourself. And and in every way, um, especially when it comes to your music, that 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 is the most important thing is being you. Um, it's it's okay to you know kind of take ideas from other people. It's okay to get inspiration from other people. You know, not not everything has to start out one hundred percent from you. Um, but as long as that the finished product is you and you feel good from it that's really all that matters because I guess from my perspective, that's, that's why I was saying to you guys before, like I, I that's why I struggle half the time when people say to me, they like my music is like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, I've gone into this, like, this is what I like. And you know, this is, this is what I'd want to hear. And I'm giving this like 200% of me. And then, yeah, I, I think that's all you can ever do, man. And, and, and every aspect, like that's just kind of how I am. Like there's, I, I don't, I cannot see gray in situations. It's either all or nothing. Like it's black and white, mm. um, which again, kind of, you know, it goes back to my branding. Like those are really the, the only two colors that I have is like it's, it's black and white. Uh, um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, just, just be yourself, grind hard. Don't just don't give up because it was that time, like I was explaining earlier, like the first five years when I was making music, um, I stopped for the, for, for a, a year or so because I just kind of like, ah, I'm not getting anywhere with this. I'm, I'm, you know, this, that, and the other. It's so easy to get frustrated and you will have those walls. So it's okay to take some time off. And if the, if you really do have the true passion for it, you will get drawn back just, just like I did. So yeah, man. Is there, dude, is there anything else that like you feel like we should know about you? Like, are, are we missing any key details? Like what, what do our listeners absolutely, absolutely need to know about Jordy, Javex, and especially <laughs> interested to know, like, what's next for you, man? What, what you got coming up for us? Um, I guess more so, like, about me, literally nothing. I've just low-key kind of encompassed, like, my whole musical life story in, like, an hour. <laughs> so right. prop, props to anyone who's actually still listening at this stage. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, you've, you've you've literally just got kind of me me as a person, you know, just kind of my focuses and, and my idea on the branding and, um, you know, how, how everything has come about. Um, in terms of what's next, um, I'm focusing a lot more after the Quicks Flip that's just released. I'm now focusing more on my originals. Um, the, the the flips have done well, I I, I think in some respects. Um, Hell yeah! But I think now what's important is to try and get myself established on some uh, some much more larger labels and try and look for that foot in the door um, with with some originals to kind of boost the brand a little bit more and just you take take my time with it, not not rush. 
Um, I'd, I'd much rather, you know, release one, two tracks every six months rather than just like six tracks in six months. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm much of a believer of uh, quality over quantity. So, um, yeah, man. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's basically my focus at the moment. It's just to get kind of like a cohesive EP out that just kind of, if you were to listen to it, you could kind of understand Javix's as, as a project. And, um, yeah, hope, hopefully we can get that on, on somewhere decent. And, yeah, just keep riding this wave. Thank you so much for coming oh, man, thank, on Thank the show. you both. Thank you both, it's seriously. Been, it's been an absolute pleasure. It really has, man. And it's just, it's just amazing to see, you know, artists that deserve getting more of the limelight, more of the spotlight, getting it. And, you know, that's kind of our goal with with these interviews and these spotlights is that you know we we identify some people that we think deserve more attention than what they're currently getting and i really see that that list i definitely see that and 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 your guys identifying of like of of artists i mean like i just i do listen to your podcast i do listen to the artists that you are you are watching at the moment and the caliber of tracks that you guys you, you guys have a really good threshold for uh let's say standard and quality um because every track that i've heard from like these artists that are coming out are just like decent 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 so (laughs) you know you you guys you guys are doing the most as well you know i mean it's one thing for us to be grinding in the in the studio and we're making music and trying to chase this crazy dream but um you know it's you guys that are also working as hard as well so you know i want to give you you guys a big thank you for for everything that you're doing and, and and don't stop in any way capacity because you know like when I, whenever i hear from you guys and you guys are you know supporting me you you guys are giving me a massive boost as well at the same time man so it's um it's super humbling and i'm forever grateful so yeah thank you both oh man thank no, you bro great. that means a lot man yeah and it really does you, you already know that we're gonna be supporting you like all, oh, likewise. all throughout your career man all throughout <laughs> your career so we, seriously bro like as as new music comes from you man we, we definitely want to hear it and uh, i mean we we follow you on like on instagram and soundcloud everything but you know i know we'll get the notifications but feel free to send us any music too and we just we can't wait to hear what's next for you man absolutely man definitely jordy thank you man seriously it was an absolute honor an absolute pleasure to have you onto the show and we really genuinely appreciate you know your insight and just honestly dude it was just great hearing more about you and learning more about you man like I, that's what i love about these conversations i feel like we get a chance to really dive deep into the artists that we're watching and we're just we're so stoked for you man listeners you gotta catch javex at the october 19th print works gig i know we have listeners out there in the london area you guys need to go he's he's an absolute madman and just by the mix that you just heard you you can already tell he's going to be tearing it up so guys get out there we'll have a link in the show notes bio for you guys but um that's it on my end, guys. Thank awesome. you again, Geordie, man. I hope we uh, get to chat again sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, no, ab- absolutely, guys. I'll definitely fire over some uh, some of the original stuff that I've got coming up soon. 